Hello and welcome to Shut Off That Noise. I'm Craig Riddock. In this episode, I'm going to be speaking with the band Countless Numbers. The band have just released their debut recording. It's a four-song EP entitled One. That's not to be confused with the numeral one, as you might expect, but rather spelled W-O-N. While I must say that One is a big win for Countless Numbers, it's a strong debut with solid three-and-a-half-minute pop songs, each one with a healthy dose of spacey alt-country flavor and dangerously catchy choruses, all penned by singer Carrie Parker. The recording has a big, punchy, radio-friendly sound, thanks to a brilliant mix job by John Dinsmore. He's worked with Elliot Brood and NQ Arbuckle. It was recorded at Toronto's Lincoln County Social Club and engineered by Jameson Elliott, who's out on the road with Whitehorse presently. I caught up with bassist Tristan Melandreras and singer-songwriter Carrie Parker after soundcheck for their EP release party at Duggan's Brewery in Toronto. I should be more specific, not, not the pub upstairs, mind you, but a well-kept secret cellar in their basement that's been featuring live bands in the last couple of months. And tonight, it's countless numbers. So here are Adrian Gudis on guitar, Devin Janetta on drums, Tristan Melandreras on bass and backing vocals, and Carrie Parker on vocals and guitar. looking through a YMCA gym window and watching people run like crazy on treadmills and thinking, like, what are you guys running away from? Because you can't outrun this life that we're living, this aging that we're living within. Carrie Parker. Writing is a 
it is a slow process in that most of the songs are 10 years old that we're playing right now that started on a sofa in university or in high school on it with an acoustic and become complete songs early on in the process without a band and then I the process of bringing these things in and getting the band up and running on and sounding good and sounding where we need to be to really flesh out a song and move it from a silly acoustic country song to a rock and roll song is a long process but writing songs are it's fast process though typically if it's a good song it's sort of as the cliche is they do sort of right and if it's too much of a hassle when I'm writing a song and if I can't work through something I crumple that up and put it on the back burner for a year a year <laughs> or five or seven years until we need a section of it for another song or something like that so for you guys would you say the song is the star absolutely songwriting I think like yeah. lyrics lyrics the words matter as i say and uh the song yeah the song is okay we were recording in the laundry room which was also the entrance to the bar because the bar is in the basement and there's no proper that door will open yeah yeah go right ahead entrance we'll just take up oh we had to keep waiting for people to to walk through (laughs) i am getting all this yeah yeah i didn't even realize you guys oh that's all right best part was the door slam So the four songs on one, um, you've had those around for quite some time then, like all, all four of them? Yeah, all four of them, um, except for the piano song, uh, which is, was a fairly new song, and it wasn't even written on piano. So, <laughs> Did you really just like set up the mics and, and just go, or deconstruct it all and start all over again just because you were in a recording studio? No, uh, recording studios cost a lot of money for an independent band, and... Uh, our goal is to get as much, maximize the facility that we are recording in, and the way to do that is to be well rehearsed and get in there and hammer out the songs, play them as well as we can, and get the best performances we can when we're in the studio, and then afterwards do little touch-ups and tweaks and keyboard parts. And little Things is uh, examination of, you know, relationships and how you... You know, it takes little things to fall in love with someone, and then those same size little things can help also break uh, relationships apart sometimes.
what it takes to win the war And I want more And I want more Bassist and backing vocalist Tristan Melandreras. So for me, it was the first time recording ever, right? So um, I didn't know what to expect, so I brought my gear, like I always try to do. Um, so on there, actually, I played uh, just, I bought a few basses. I have quite a collection, <laughs> but uh, I used one of the local ones that was there. Uh, it was a Gibson Thunderbird, and I fell in love with it. To the point I told these guys, I want them to that bass, right? <laughs> so uh, fast forward a couple of years, I ended up getting one for Boxing Day because I really liked the sound of the Thunderbirds. Solid piece. So it's very punchy, very meaty. And recording was, uh, to give you an example, for almost two and a half years, almost three years, we jammed in a, in a living room. So it was that kind of atmosphere we tried to bring or brought into the recording studio when we saw uh, the, the place where we were going to be. Hey, this is almost like a living room, right? Like there was a kitchen and it was... Barn, barn board walls and yeah, uh, the whole atmosphere. Very cool. Like atmosphere. Some, uh, some of the imagery we got, and I don't know if it had to do with the whole country's name, but it's kind of like kind of rustic kind of looking. So, yeah, and even the, the piano that Carrie played there, it has like this kind of feel to it. But we're not touching the boards, and there's stacks of machines with blinking lights that professionals should be yeah. managing. And, you know, we're... Myself, we're... I'm a simple musician who knows our knows my songs and knows my instrument and I'm not a typical gearhead type musician. I take uh, advice and guidance when it's given to me and if they say play a different instrument or play a, try a different sound or try something else here, I'm always open to it, but mm-hmm. um, but I'm also not digging in and wanting to play it with all the toys. That's just my own style. Sound engineers are like sonic photographers that capture the performance of a band in their very best light. We had Jameson Elliott, who is currently on the road as the engineer, sound engineer, sound tech for Whitehorse, which is uh, also a great, great opportunity for us just to work with him. He was on the boards for the recording sessions at Lincoln County. And uh, he'd give us some direction. He would definitely give us some direction. And I did all my vocals there, and he also helped move, yeah. move very, me through some vocals. Right? It was so great he would, he would call it out, hey, try it. You're a bit flat, you're a bit sharp. So it was, it was really good coaching that yeah. he gave us. But in terms of production and song structure, that was all set by yeah. the time we got into the studio. All of our parts are there. Except for vocals. Everything mm-hmm. was recorded as we would jam in the living room, basically. It was so comfortable going in there. We could see each other. Uh, obviously, Carrie, you had to go down. And I was in this. I was in a tiny yeah, sound was, closet. Uh, you know, and then <laughs> all of us were there, kind of, kind of feeding off each other, right? And that's the whole thing. When someone when I play with Devo, it's a conversation that we have, right? Like mm-hmm. he's a really good drummer, and for me, I have lots of different uh, musical backgrounds, so I try to mm-hmm. have a conversation with him. And he's so well at responding. Back in the day, we used to take the mix out in the parking lot into someone's car to hear what it sounded like on the speakers. Listening parties we had, right? I think they were great. I love it. I love listening parties. And yeah, you know what? The surprise is how, how good the songs sound. 
and how good that room sounded and yeah. how how well rehearsed we were. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, it wasn't that big of a surprise because, as I said, we, you know, focused in on our practice schedule yeah. to get the get us where we needed to be. But we were really happy with how it turned out. There wasn't there weren't any strange sounds or yeah. uh, left turns in terms of song direction or songwriting or anything like that. Yep. But for the the sort of the repertoire that you put on the four song, like what what kind of decisions did you make there? A uh, combination of what are we what are our best songs at the moment, and what are we closest to recording or closest to recording quality, and <laughs> <laughs> that door is deadly. <laughs> what did I tell you about <laughs> that was one of the nastiest noises I've ever heard in my life, and that one too. No Don't lock it this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in terms of picking the songs, uh, you know, it was a matter of choosing what songs were most recording ready at the time. Our favorites, the favorites that we like to play at shows. Um, obviously, as you said, The Rabbit is um, an easy number one choice. We love that song and everyone we talk to and all of our friends and fans love that song as well. Um, but another piece of it was also giving a full sort of feel for where the band is. And, you know, part of us is that poppy rabbit and part of us is a little moody little things. And yeah. part of us is a little epic, epic <laughs> piano, song. Uh, piano song. It's funny because, yeah, that big sound at the end is actually my bass. Like I, uh, I have an effect that creates that kind of like, like I, I like to call it like the, you know, the, wrench, of the, the wrench of the computer or something. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like kind of cataclysmic in a way, right? Like if. Superman, uh, my picture is if Superman were to destroy a city, how would it sound, right? Right, yeah. So it's exactly. kind of like brew, kind of like... Well, that, like, da 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 It had that sort of cashmere and love, kind of feel. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so and this is like cashmere that's, that's uh, in the light. Like we love, let's say, we love old rock, we love classic rock, we love new stuff, too. And we like mixing. It starts off nice and chill on piano, and it, yeah. ends, it ends with that. That blend of, uh, you know, very radio-friendly, accessible sort of sound... Mm-hmm with a little tension a little bit of challenge at the end or within the song um, that's important to us keep it interesting piano song very uh, a little bit dark introspective uh, and a little bit different than the others um, can you tell me a bit about that one yeah for sure it started as a pure country song on an acoustic guitar which is ironic because it's called piano song and moved into the piano feel sort of as this group started coming together and being more serious and we thought well we should be serious and make a song put a song out on piano and uh the words the lyrics are you know it's again it's a self-examination of whether or not you're giving yourself given enough of yourself uh to a relationship or whether the relationship is you know taking more out of you than you're putting into it If I had a choice to feel 
You know, I, it's as finished as possible, but again, on an acoustic guitar with me singing, so it's definitely up to the guys to come up with their parts. I don't direct specific notes and specific parts, and I also am not, you know, that married to the song that I can't step away from it if it isn't working. I play it. Typically, I come in and I start playing a song, mm-hmm. and if it's working, and if it seems that everyone's sort of picking up and sort of adding something... Right away, we sort of have a good feel for it. And yeah. if it's not working, we I it. don't. I shelve it. I put <laughs> I it in the bag. Okay. I'm like, this is for me or for some other another time, or Excellent. maybe I can <laughs> chop, that, songs. chop that song up and yeah. pull a chorus out or pull a bridge out of into the chorus of an old song. And I'm not. I'm very open. I, hey, you know what? I'm Tristan. Am I open with? with <laughs> yeah, he's open. Play? Like, I think we I, come yeah. out with some crazy stuff sometimes, and and as long as it sticks, right? I think. Door. We all uh, well, like, we're happy with it. How rigorous is your rehearsal schedule? Once a week. Once a week. Every Mondays. Monday. Yeah, Monday. Man- right. Manic Mondays. Yeah, Coding. and then you just run through the entire set and. Uh, That's right. Yeah. When we come up to a show, we run the set list, so we're all ready to go. Yeah. Sometimes we take breaks, like we play new songs that perhaps are not are worthy to be played live, but it's for us, it's just like, hey, let's try this just to break a little momentum, right? And then we I go see, back yeah. to the set list. So there's a lot of jamming. Do you guys like show up and just like start making noise, and uh, or is it uh, 
do you guys kind of keep things structured and like fairly structured, fairly, fairly yeah. song based uh, yeah. collaboration? It's not our songs aren't born out of a jam or out of a lick. It's mainly out of here's a song, here's the melody, here are the chords, and then how do we bring this from chilled out? Carrie wrote this on the sofa to we're going to play this at a bar Sunday. Considering where you're at in your lives and everything, yeah. how do you want to build the band? Where yeah. would you like to well, take? Well, three it? of us are already married. Right. right? Uh, so the third one, he's actually, you know, settled down with with a girlfriend and stuff. So it kind of definitely changes the whole dynamic. It's not like, hey, we're gonna pack the van and go, right? Or so we for a while, for us, it was just a hobby, right? And then I think rehearsal after rehearsal, we could say, hey, we're sounding pretty good, right? And then we we got a, our first gig uh, like a year after rehearsing in the living room, right? And that kind of started the momentum, right? That we got confident. Hey, we know our songs. We know we have the sound. Obviously, the sound, like anything, morphs over time, right? Like it'll keep, but the, the basics, like the foundation's there, right? Mm-hmm. For example, my bass lines for the four songs of the EP, they haven't changed. Maybe a couple of things here and there, but aside from that is from when we first got <laughs> yeah, together, I kind of got the gist of, okay, this is, uh, this is where I want to head out with the bass, right? Or, or with Adrian with the guitar. So he's going to kind of disintegrates here. Sorry, folks. And uh, we just kind of evolved hey, into that, right? Come in. Come in. There was just too many of them. Come in. How's it going? It's going all right. Welcome yeah. to the laundry room. <laughs> hey, there's the laundry room. Well, anyways, I talked to the guys in the band about how, you know, we aren't 20-year-olds anymore, and we can't go riding around in a van that stinks like our socks and marijuana anymore, but are you going to go out on the road? Yeah, so far as hitting the road, we've uh, talked a bunch of times about maybe doing like a tri-city, like Kingston, Montreal, Ottawa. But it also doesn't have to be packed in a bu- in a van that smells like socks and marijuana. Although it would be fantastic if it was that for just a few little glimpses of time, because that's always a nice little break in holiday. But uh, there's ways to craft a schedule and to you know keep family in mind as well while you put together dates and a Wednesday and a Thursday and a Saturday. All of a sudden, look with you know the same sort of schedule the next week. All of a sudden, looks like a tour. So tonight is your EP release party. Yeah. Now I noticed on Bandcamp it's been up on it's been live since about September though, right? Is that correct? So oh, we had October. a little here and there. But okay, so yeah. this is the sort of like you kind of getting around actually sort of having yes. a physical event. Is there an actual physical CD object? We have a USB, uh, <laughs> which we're handing out tonight. Free well, right now. Uh, there's no, you know. Can I get no, one? Yeah, you can definitely get one. I'm gonna need it for the show. Yeah, for sure, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, no CD, no LP, no, yeah, no vinyl. No vinyl. That's where we come in. Yeah, this is my mother-in-law and my wife. Hi. <laughs> you would never know. Welcome to the laundry. Hey. I know. I didn't, but welcome to Duggan's. <laughs> right. A little known place. Hi, enjoy. Hi. That's right. The guy escorted us down. Yeah, nice. Good. Nice. Was there a guy? Yeah. Oh, God. So what does the winter hold uh, besides this show? Are you guys going to try and promote this uh, recording a bit? Yeah, why not? Like, we already, like, we invested in all the social media. Like, we're just getting to it. Like, we had it for a while. Okay. But now as we're harnessing the power, right? Like, we're trying right. to tweet. We're trying to have Instagram kind of work on our advantage. And now you're going to be in a podcast? And now the podcast. podcast. So, yeah, exactly. Sure. We've got Thank a you, couple yeah. shows lined up for the new year, but we're working on it. We're putting together a more formal. Perhaps a tour okay. schedule. Maybe at one point. Right on. we'll, well, not a repeat, right? Like. Okay. Money. A very serious topic. 
And uh, I think I might want to tell you that there was this band called Pink Floyd that already stole the title. I, I'm really sorry about that. They're losers. But, amazing losers. I know. <laughs> amazing, amazing losers. Um, tell me about your money. My money, uh, well, in our case, time is money. And, uh, you know, the chorus is, um, well, what is the chorus? <laughs> It's, uh, it's, they say it's time is, yeah exactly uh, you know all, all the time you thought was money it was the cost and right. uh, it's about seizing the day don't waste time treasure it because uh, that's the stuff that slips away and not all the other stuff that doesn't matter that is sometimes attached to money
enjoyed my conversation with Tristan and Carrie from Countless Numbers. Despite all the interruptions, well, we were in the entrance to the bar. Um, I'm sorry, folks. I kind of thought that that was going to be the quietest place that we could have to do the interview. It didn't really turn out to be that way. The set that followed that evening was fantastic. The band have got a great synergy, and clearly there's a, a great symbiotic relationship between songwriter and the band. And you can download your own copy of One from Bandcamp. And next week's episode is about art therapy. I'm Craig Redock, and you've been listening to Shut Off That Noise.